This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Higher interest rates significantly increase the cost of carry. Using DTN's posted ag interest rate snapshot, the prime rate is now 7% compared to 3.25% last year. The interest rate on operating capital has more than doubled and is expected to rise further. Frankly, when the interest rate was only 3.25%, I was confident of two things. One, that I would barely notice that I paid it, and the other, that I could improve upon what it cost to borrow money. If I had grain in the bin, I used the operating line to pay bills until it was sold. All of you that were with me last year know that holding grain worked. We got paid the equivalent of $8 cash here for corn when futures and basis were combined for our last increment of cash sales. There was no difficulty in exceeding the cost of carrying the grain from the market. That is going to be harder to duplicate this year. Last week I made a $15 a bushel soybean cash sale and expect to sell more. Were I to hold those soybeans six months into late spring or early summer at 7% interest, that would be 52.5 cents a bushel in just the interest carry cost. I would have to have $15.53 just to break even. The cost of carry is a lot more than just the interest. They do not give grain bins away and commercial storage is out of pocket. Also needed to be included is the cost of carrying electricity to run fans and insurance. So you can quickly see that holding grain is not as cost effective as it used to be. I do not plan on carrying many soybeans forward if given a good pricing opportunity now. There is no carry in the corn or soybean futures markets to cover the added interest cost. There is a huge basis disparity between eastern and western corn belt regions for both cash corn and soybeans. This reflects both the disparate supply situation between regions and the differing demand concentration. The eastern corn belt reflects the Chicago border trade, which in turn reflects the export outlook. The western corn belt and plains region had poor yields, and demand there is drawn from ethanol and feed. End users in the region are paying premiums over Chicago. Our local bids were $0.15 cents over Chicago for soybeans and $0.60 cents over Chicago for corn from processors. Last year, basis levels reached $0.80 cents and $1.60 premium in Chicago accordingly. Many are storing soy and grain based on the pretense that these basis levels will improve even if the markets do not. This limits downside risk in the western Corn Belt. Eastern Corn Belt bids will not improve until export sales do. We are by no means bulletproofed here by the basis. The increased cost of carry will dilute the net basis gain. It is not a cost that can be overlooked anymore. Like it or not, which I don't, exports appear to be the tail wagging the dog in the corn and soybean markets. If you look at where we are in total year-to-year comparisons, the reason for the disparity in these markets becomes clear. RJL posted the corn export totals year-to-date were 19,044,000 tons versus 36,502,000 tons last year, off 48%. It is a good thing that corn exports only told a relatively small 16% slice of overall U.S. demand. Will they get better and catch up? The trade thinks not and expects additional downward export revisions. Will both feed and ethanol demand compensate? No guarantee of that. China has opened up to taking corn from Brazil. Corn is the cheapest globally at the source in Ukraine, with the cost risk being added thereafter being in shipping, getting it out of there. 
China took on some of that risk for soybeans, the year-to-year export comparisons for 38,873,000 tons versus 38,740 last year. Soybean export commitments are up slightly year-over-year. That is about all the explanation needed why Chicago Board of Trade soybean prices have performed well and why corn prices have not. The trade is obsessed with the prospect of record Brazilian crops, but they are not in the bin yet. They also need electricity to operate ports in Ukraine. If borrowing money holding an inventory of anything will need to be evaluated relative to carry cost, it may pay to book inputs rather than pay cash for them. Previously, the best deal was paying cash. I asked the question recently, what kind of inflation is this? I answered my own question, alluding to my bias that this inflation would be mostly a one-time price adjustment driven by the COVID pandemic and supply chain disruptions. The primary reason to hold an inventory was to ensure access to scarce or missing inputs needed. Once supply chains settle back down and heal, much of the price pressure should abate. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.